Hi, and welcome to Creatives on Speed, where we talk to creative thinkers, makers, and doers about their life, their work, and their inspirations. And I'm really delighted to have the amazing Freya Haynes on the show today. Hi, Freya. Hello. Hi, Freya <laughs> is a hairdresser. She's in fact my hairdresser, full, full disclosure. <laughs> But um, I also um, know she's a really talented, really creative person generally. So I really wanted to get her on to talk a little bit more about that. So tell us about your work as a hairdresser. Yeah, so thanks ever so much for having me on um, Faster Ideas. Very excited. Um, so I'm a hairdresser by day. Um, have been for a very long time. I started hairdressing when I was like 13. I started in the salon. So... Yeah. 20 years oh my god um but yeah hairdresser by day which I love and then by night well once time once upon a time I was a clubber um so music is obviously another big passion of mine um but more more recently like yoga meditation finding uh pause and um kind of calm in the the madness that the world is, is going in so you mentioned there you started hairdressing when you were 13 I mean Obviously, you know, hairdressing is quite a creative industry, and we'll come into talking about that because I know we've both got some views on that. And mm-hmm. um, but, what part did creativity play in your life growing up? Uh, you know, around that and other things that you were getting up to. Yeah. So, um, my um, grandmother grew up with us, and she was very artistic. Like she wasn't an artist, but she always used to paint and draw. And and actually, her I think great grandfather was um, Wilhelm Marstrand, who was like a famous yeah. Danish um, painter. I was looking him up just for like I was like just to double check everything before. Um, but yeah, so there was always like a lot of yeah. I guess there was always a lot of like kind of creative um atmosphere in our like house growing up like we were encouraged to like be musical as well we all played piano of which I never quite mastered (laughs) I was always like forced we were all forced to play the piano um and I I got it eventually but it was always a bit of a struggle to kind of get me to practice and stuff but I have very fond memories of being in my grandma's room um every night playing piano and her kind of like timing me and stuff so and then, yeah, I think my parents were like, they were both in education, um, but they were both quite like into their music. And so, yeah, it was, and we were always encouraged to be very creative and very open. Um, it was never like, like ac- academic was kind of like, we were encouraged to, to be good at school, but it was always like in a very natural, creative way. Um, and we've all kind of followed our passions um, in our in our kind of careers as well so whether it be sport or design or hairdressing like myself so so yeah I think it it probably played a big part in my childhood um and yeah I'm very when I look back I think oh yeah like that's going to be that obviously kind of stuck with me as an adult yeah so then when you moved into hairdressing what what drew you to the industry well it was really like by complete and utter fluke so um I used to comb my mum's hair out. So my mum always used to have really long hair. And so she used to wash her hair at night and then I used to comb her knots out and then like used to just dry it with the hairdryer. And I was never a girly girl at all. Like my sister, um, who's the eldest, was always like the really girly girl. I was like a proper tomboy, always had short hair, was always climbing trees, hated when she put makeup on me. And um, it was a trip to the hairdressers that I went with my mum one day and she mentioned to the um, owner of the salon 
that um, I'd been helping her dry her hair and she was really good and blah, blah, blah. And the, the lady who owned the shop was just like, oh, do you want a job? And, you know, I was 13, it was like, do you want a Saturday job? And I was like, yeah, okay then. Like it was, you know, like, yeah. you know, 20 years ago when like we could have Saturday jobs. Yeah. Um, so I started at the hair gallery in Tiptree in Essex um, at the age of 13, going on 14, um, washing hair. And that's how I kind of got into the, salon environment and I always said I'd never be a hairdresser like it was just like what the kind of to be like quite rude you know a bit like what the girls that didn't want to study like they would just go into hairdressing I definitely knew I didn't want to be that but I always knew I wanted to do something creative um so it wasn't till later on when I um had studied creative a-levels and then was doing a foundation degree in fashion and textiles that um I met a really great group of people and we kind of all used to meet up and do photo shoots and that's when and I used to do the hair and there was one that used to do the makeup and there was someone else used to do the styling and another one doing the photography so that was that was when I discovered I was like okay I want to do hair and so that was when I was about 20 and I came to London and began my hairdressing career properly even if I'd been doing it for seven years already at that point yeah and what was it about hair and mm. cutting hair, colouring hair, playing with people's hair that really excited you? So in my art, uh, when I was studying art at school and college, I always used to be, like, it was always kind of sculpture that was my main mm. kind of medium. So hair for me is really sculpture. Um, so before I started any of my form formal training in London, all the kind of hair that I'd done in the salon in Essex was literally just, I'd been watching somebody do hair and I just copied them. I hadn't had any formal training. Like they just were like, okay, put a tint on or do some highlights. And so, and then the cutting was really just about sculpting. Um, and then the color was really about painting and kind of creating like depth and light and enhancing um, one's kind of beauty, I guess. But I guess for me, like, I love being in a salon. I love the interaction with people. I love the relationships you build with clients, which even now is like one of my main kind of, um, I guess USPs in a way. Like I, I think that's probably, obviously the hair is a big part of it, but it's the relationships I've built with clients like yourself that, um, that keep me kind of excited and, um, and the hair and the the painting and the sculpture part of it is 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 the really fun part. But every but all the kind of relationships you build, but a, they're still like creative. It's still a creative outlet when you'll be able to talk to people and you're talking to so many different people from such a broad range of, you know, where they're from or what they do. And that for me like really drives me and like kind of gets me inspired as well for my work. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, all those things you said, and it's like when you go to a hairdresser and, and you you put your trust in them and it, it becomes like a collaboration, a creative collaboration, because you're, as a hairdresser, trying to learn about them, what their needs are, who they are and all that. And they're trying to express themselves to you in terms of what, they're, what they want their look to be. And mm -hmm. I think, I think expressing yeah. yourself is like, that's such a... That's that is like really what every hairdresser wants to achieve is to like allow that client to like express themselves through their hair. And like so when that person comes in and they're feeling a bit like low and flat and like and their hair's looking a mess. But, you know, like within three hours, like you have painted the hair and you've cut it a certain way and you've 
and you 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 see the smile on their face and they leave and you're like wow you know like so it's it's about expressing expressing who you are through your hair like even like with mm. my hair like having short hair that's like everyone knows that's me I mean I've had it long and I've had it dark and I've had it copper and but people think of me and they're like whenever I cut my hair short again they're like oh yeah like prayers back you know <laughs> it's such a huge part yeah. of who we are like I don't I think that like the industry is probably not respected I think the lockdown probably helped like lockdown oh, yeah. one I think that people really kind of really felt that like disconnection from being able to like feel good about themselves by having their hair done and I think everyone like if all ages of all races all understood like if they hadn't done before that hair is their biggest way of like kind of making themselves feel presentable and expressing who they truly are and so yeah as a hairdresser I feel very privileged that I get to to do that to work that magic and give that person that confidence to go out and kind of go this is who I am and this is how I wear my hair. Yeah, because I think that I, I completely agree. I don't think hairdressing as an industry gets the credit it deserves. And I, I don't think that I think some people don't think of it as a creative industry in some respects, which I find really, really annoying because, mm. you know, this, as you said, what you're doing with your clients is you're allowing them to express themselves, make them sm smile in the same way they would if they went and looked at a beautiful painting or painted it themselves and that gave them a really good feeling it's art really mm -hmm. you're creating something new that wasn't there before yeah um you know something of, of beauty so um talking of art I, I just happened to notice the painting <laughs> that you've got in the background there. oh yes please this tell, is... tell us more about that so um we've lived in this flat for like eight years and I've always said that this wonderfully big, big white wall needs a bit of canvas on it and a bit of art and my husband's been like well you just paint the picture already you know but having been so busy with work and everything like over the years and just never quite finding that time or inspiration uh lockdown one uh last year was um it kind of just was like right now is the time like I've, I've you've just got to do it just order the canvas and everything so um this was a kind of it grew over time but it was completed on the birth of my nephew oh. um so it's a it's a kind of expression of his of his birth so it was a a, a celebratory evening um lots of drink <laughs> lots of music <laughs> and like we put some music on and I just kind of completed it so yeah it's um it took many different forms before it got to to that but uh, essentially um I, I put it up I said okay that's that's Arlo's that's Arlo's birth in in picture form <laughs> in paper it? form it's acrylic and uh, it's acrylic yeah okay. so i i um i wanted to create some texture in it so i primed the um canvas with gesso and kind of more so in the middle i don't know if you can really see it yeah. but kind of in this area there's quite a lot of um texture in it um mm. and then i uh, then I, I painted it with various different colors and i was mixing and smudging and then the kind of white flecks that you see are where I've wiped the paint away. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I signed it with a little music. initial of Arlo. His his name's Arlo Blue, so I signed it with his, his initial. So it's really he made this art. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And also, yeah. like I mean, it's so wonderfully colourful and inspiring. And you know, you you're 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 really huge into your colour, and and you've changed my hair colour many times. Um, but you know, what is it when you see um, a client comes in, 
and you see the hair and it's a particular color at that time do you have a kind of vision of how you like think that their hair color should be is there kind of something about who they are or how they express themselves you think oh that I know you would never enforce it on them but you yeah, know just I in think... terms of like what their the, their best hair could look like yeah I think um it's probably more difficult nowadays because I, most of my clients are people that I've known for a very long time. So I guess at the beginning, no, for me, it's always been like a discussion and a kind of a collaboration of ideas. So I've never wanted to enforce anything on any of my clients. Although if a client has come to me with a certain idea that I don't think would suit them, or I think would be just, yeah, not something that, I think they would get on well with, I would steer them in a slightly different direction. Um, so I'm I'm definitely not one of these hairdressers that's like, this is what you need and this is what's gonna like, just, because I think that's that's just not the style that I, that's not how I like to kind of come across. So for me, like the way that I see my clients and how I kind of build their confidence and how we kind of come to a, a color at the end is, is by collaboration, asking for their ideas um, and also knowing my own limits and my own kind of skill set. So mm -hmm. if somebody came to me and they wanted something that like, I don't know, say, say for instance, like green or like a certain color that I just wasn't comfortable with being able to achieve like in a beautiful way, then I would probably steer them to like maybe another stylist. So it's, I think it's really about collaboration as opposed to like a one size fits all or like, and I think it has to come from the client because I wouldn't ever want to feel like I've said, you'd look great with this color. And then they suddenly go, oh, or should I have that color? And then suddenly they're doubting themselves. And so for me, it's the client makes the first move and then I can build on that. Um, and then that's my way, I guess, of kind of making them feel comfortable and yeah. trust me. And then it might not, it might be more than what we've discussed. like but it will always be something that they, they are, the ideas come from them. Yeah. And then I've elaborated from that. Yeah. Cause you can, you're then drawing on your experience of knowing what the color does and can do. I'd really like to know a little bit more about the, the process of color mixing actually. Is mm -hmm. it, is it sort of more art than science or is do you have to think about like the chemical makeup or do you have to think more about the sort of the layering of the colors to sort of explain um, how that works? So, the basics of color are to do with the color wheel. Um, so, you know, you've got all your bases. So your bases are how light or dark your hair is. And then you've got all your tones. So your tones are your, all your different colors. So you have, oh, you're testing me now, eight tones. It depends on which, what um, brand of color yeah, that you fine. use. I've, yeah. I've always used L'Oreal, which is a kind of, it's, one of the most commonly used standardized like um numerical system so you've got one to eight in tone so to kind of skim over them you've got one is um oh my god you're really testing now <laughs> you know when you guys like put in the spot i'm like oh my god what is one so one is blue yeah. two is mauve three is gold four is copper five is mahogany six is red seven is green eight is mocha so within those eight tones, you can, some colors are mixed together. So you can have a golden copper. So, um, or you can have, you can even have 
opposite tones. So you can have a cool tone, which is like an, an ash, like a blue ash, which is one. But you can also have gold, which it put together is more like a beigey tone. Mm. So the basics are kind of like mixing paint on a palette. Mm. But the the way that it's applied to hair and how each different hair type and hair color, natural hair color, responds to that color being put on the hair is scientific, fully science. Yeah. So everybody has um, natural undercoats in the hair. So everyone's hair lifts warm, okay? Like when you go in the sun, your hair becomes more golden. If you've got dark hair, your hair becomes more red. If you've got blonde hair, your hair becomes more yellow. So depending on where you are in the scale of light or dark hair, depends on how the sun or oxygen or peroxide, which is in color, lifts your hair. So you're always having to respond to that when you're coloring hair. So if you picked out um, a really cool brown on in, in the shade chart, Mm. not that you've ever seen a shade chart with me <laughs> no that's very very no it's, it's all in your, it's all in your vast experience which is very very comforting like, I don't have yeah. to make the choice <laughs> no 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 because it's um yeah shade charts are really should just be used for the the stylist as mm. I believe um all people starting out like yeah. when you're training you really need to use them so um so if you pick you pick any color on the shade chart and it was like, say it's like a 6.35, okay? Mm. That doesn't mean I'm gonna put 6.35 on your hair. It might mean that I need to put like more three or more five, or I need to add bits, or I need to take away bits in order to create that shade that you've chosen that you want on your hair type, okay? So um, it's more difficult when people want cooler shades because hair naturally gives off warmth. Um, because that's our natural undercoat and that will you'll always battle with that so every single person that has their hair colored will always say oh it fades warm it fades warm it fades warm and there's no there's no get away from that as soon as you've changed your chemical makeup of your hair by adding color the undercoat will always come through and that will always be a warm undercoat because the ashy tones are artificial very few people have a blue um undertone to their hair so some Asian people have really dark hair but their undertone is like a blue so wow. when you look at the strands of hair you can actually see like glimmers of blue mm. so when you lift it it's like wow that's when you see someone with like dark natural hair and it fades to like a white blonde you know like if they've had a balayage yeah, yeah. so if they've had it dark and it goes to like white I mean there's yeah. like probably one percent of people with dark hair that have a blue undertone Mm. that's when that can be achievable you, is instagram somewhere you get your inspirations or where else do you go for like ideas if you're stuck for yeah like, so way of working i think um i mean living in london i've always taken a lot of inspiration just from street style like just from people that i've seen in the street um instagram is a great way to get inspiration but i feel like it's just so saturated now and people just post the same images over and over and over again I used to use Pinterest quite a lot and I do still but again that's like highly saturated but it is a great it is a great visual start isn't it to it you know if, if you if I had a client that wasn't sure um they wanted something new and they said to me okay I want balayage I mean balayage is just like it's like 
it's such a minefield. It's like, okay, you need to break down what kind of balayage you want. So I probably, I have got Pinterest boards that I have that are saved, that a good reference point, which determines on how they want their balayage done. Um, but I'm very fortunate because a lot of my clients know me, they trust me. And so it's really about conversation. I think and more so now, things that inspire me are probably not as hair related, um, probably more so yoga, meditation, like positivity, like that's what I'm wanting to kind of bring more of into my services. Um, I feel like I've kind of, not that I'm stopping learning with hairdressing, but I feel like that's, I'm, I'm an expert of that now and I can build on that, like kind of just as, as and when. Well, you've got, you've got a little creation of your own that's, um, that's due <laughs> well, probably that, yeah. when this is, uh, when this is going out. So um, how's, yes. how are you feeling about being a mum? Yeah. Um, I mean, awesome. Um, I love being pregnant. <laughs> um, I am very like connected to my body. And so, and the first lockdown really allowed me the time to like stop and pause and do a lot more yoga and meditation and Reiki as well. I have this fantastic woman who um, does my Reiki and I, yeah, I connect, connected a lot with that. Um, and just having that time to like stop really just, it kind of sent me like in a different creative field. Like it was, it's like, a, I don't really like the word spiritual because I think it's just, a, I think it just seems a bit too wishy-washy, but I think I was able in my first lockdown to really connect to myself creatively, like within myself, but not in a kind of artistic way and like a kind of in a spiritual way. Um, and I think, we all need a bit more of that. Like, mm. I feel like, I feel like people have tapped into that a bit more, like with the pandemic and stuff. I feel like if you haven't, like you've probably just gone mad. <laughs> like I, I, do you know what I mean? I just feel like if you haven't been able to like have some time to, um, to connect to yourself, like amongst all this madness and you're, you're just going to be going mad. So, um, but yeah, I, I've, love pregnancy so far and yeah it's pretty awesome what our bodies can do so yeah <laughs> I'm excited for the next few months to see um yeah well how much bigger I get and <laughs> what happens when it comes out <laughs> yeah. so where can people find you if they want to check you out so um my hairdressing page is Freya underscore Claire underscore hair on Instagram that's Claire without an eye and um my other one is the press pause movement which is also on instagram so um so yeah and i'm based at a place called hunter collective which is in london so if you do want to come for a haircut or color with me <laughs> then um i'm at hunter collective um but yeah so that's where you can find me and we'll be putting all those links below in the show notes so thanks thank you so much for your time freya it's great to talk you're to welcome you. have a great day 